Hi, this is Kevin. And this is Nick. And this is Loss of Lieutenant, an Infinity the Game podcast aimed to educate, inform, and entertain. Welcome back, listeners, uh, to uh, the next episode, part three of our Road to CanCon series. So, um, as we've done for the past couple of episodes, we're going to have a bit of a chat today about our some recent games that we've been having, look at our, the actual recent tournament that we had down here in Melbourne, which was uh, the namesake of these episode series, which was the Road to CanCon, and uh, as well as uh, have a chat about the last two missions we're yet to cover, which are going to be supplies and firefights. So, uh, you're joined by myself, Nick, and we've got uh, Kev as well. Hi. So, just the two of us I'm today. back. Yes, back yes. from uh, back from WA. Back from WA. Back from my uh, stint on the uh, beautiful island that is Barrow, and not many people will probably have heard of it. I've never heard of it. It's a class A nature reserve. It's really beautiful, but uh, an oil oil and gas company. And you were looking will, for oil that I will not name has been gun drilling for oil in it. So yeah, it's oh, all that's their, amazing. It's all in their lead up to just drilling for oil in Antarctica and just fucking the world. But exactly. hey, um, it's, it's it's keeping me gainfully employed and allowed to stay in the country. So. Yeah, it's fine. And play super sweet tabletop war games. Exactly. Yes. And I'll, like you say, I got the opportunity to to meet Marty uh, from the White Noise podcast when I went over. Yeah, well, we'll get onto that in a second. But yeah. I think beforehand, um, the first thing that we need to cover is that uh, uh, the the man, the myth, the legend himself, Gavin Bateman, put a post on uh, Infinity <laughs> Australia recently uh, to, to, to put, a, put aside all this, uh, this potato cake, potato scallop uh nonsense and get down to the meat of of what really needs to happen which are the grudge matches for uh for next year's cancon tournament so uh i floated the idea that uh we might want to have a uh a white noise versus lost lieutenant grudge match straight up and um it seemed to seem to be pretty popular it, so the, um, the comment section where it was going, it off. was blowing up. It was, it was up. blowing up. It was definitely still is. Uh, jump on there and comment. It's still live. Any, anybody else who wants to throw out some uh, some some grudges as well, jump on there. But um, from from where we stand at the moment, Julian, uh, the uh, lost lieutenant host, threw out a grudge to Ben from uh, from White Noise, who promptly accepted. <laughs> Now, uh, following your game against Marty recently, where you gave him a proper thrashing, mm-hmm. um, we uh, we did give Marty the opportunity for a rematch against you, or I offered up myself as some fresh meat as well. So yeah, I think that was very nice of you to offer that, Nick. You know, you didn't want to cor- corner the poor man into uh, getting his ass handed to him again. So um, yeah, he's uh, he decided to take the easy easy route and go <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, <laughs> no, we're not supposed to be shit talking each other. Actually, we're supposed no, we're supposed to be shit talking to them. Um, to, to be honest, the first uh, the first person I challenged was actually Gavin Bateman himself because uh, it sounded like he he might have been uh, been been calling me out a little bit there, but uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. he declined the uh, he declined the the challenge because apparently that's uh, not the sort of thing that he goes for. He uh, he's got a superstition about uh, about grudges. He does. Yeah. Okay, so I'm aware of that. the superstition is that he's just a a little girl apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the only, the only oh, here we go. The only, the only way it could uh, it could make sense. I mean, he's he's he, uh, he's not an official member of the White Noise podcast, but he's got his little segments on there that he does talks about. He's uh, a man. He's the third. He's the unofficial official third member of the exactly, White Noise yeah. podcast. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I'm um, I'm I'm taking out uh, I'm taking out Marty for uh, 
for round one CanCon, which will be Supremacy, I believe. Yeah, so supremacy. every every uh, practice game that I'm having for the next month mm-hmm. uh, is going to be Supremacy, just so that I uh, that I that I get down pat on uh, on that. And I'm sure you can give me some 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 uh, some pointers on on your game as well. For sure, for sure. And I, I have the I'm going to have the privilege, uh, honor, and privilege to be playing Ben on Monday when I fly back over to WA. Oh, you're going back to WA. Going back to WA on Monday. For a little bit of the lead up to Christmas, so I uh, asked the boys again, or asked the WA folk again, and um, Ben was like, "If you, you know, he kindly put his hand up, and he's going to host me at his home." So very, oh, wow. very excited. To, That's lovely to meet the man as well, and meet meet the other half of White Noise, and and uh, I'm I'm a little bit terrified, yeah, uh, honestly. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll come back with some juicy intel for, for you and Julian. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what we're after. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's all in good fun though. But um, we love those guys. They got a great, uh, a, a great podcast over there. It's, um, it is. I mean, they are now the number two podcast in Australia. But, uh, but what can, what can we say? Well, I mean, they, you know, they, they, I guess they give us the inspiration to start one. Exactly. Uh, and I think that's what we should that's be right. most thankful for. Uh, do you, do you have a cha- do you have a challenge yet for? No, um, I, I put K-Con? out to the other guys at, um, from WA just as a sort of. But I haven't had any bites yet. Uh, we'll see how we go. Well, if there's any of our listeners who want to who want to throw out a grudge match, I mean, where all the whole reason that so many people want to go to CanCon is it means you get to experience what these other metas are like around the area and what people's play styles are like that you're not playing all the time. Mm-hmm. So anybody uh, anybody out there who's coming along who wants to throw out a challenge to uh, to any of our other 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 hosts, feel free, and I'm sure they will accept. Yeah, it's been really nice actually. The uh, Gavin's follow-up post about just getting together for a beer as well was was great because you know, like we were discussing before we went on on air, we we don't really get the chance to hang out with people who play Infinity. We talk to them on the forums, talk to them on Facebook, we talk to them during a game, but the talking is usually just about the game. So um, yeah, it's a it's a nice community thing to to do some grudges, get to know some people, have a few beers, yeah, commiserate and celebrate. Totally agree. Looking, looking, yeah, really looking forward to that, and definitely has got me super excited for next month. Me as well. Fuck, me as well. Next month. It oh. is. Yeah. Uh, well, the end. We're, it's the end of next month, so we've got still got a bit of time. But um, yeah, yeah. I booked my accommodation this week, and my partner will be coming up as well. Excellent. Yes, so. my partner will, will be joining as well. She's flying over on the Saturday, um, Saturday day, and then we're and then she's driving back with me on the. Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, we're driving back on Tuesday. Yeah, so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun filled four days. Yeah, no, it's gonna be a great time. Mm-hmm. But um, in the lead up, as uh, as what we've been talking about the whole time, our our our, our recent games are all at the moment practicing for for CanCon. Going um, hard. What uh, what sort of recent games you've been having lately? You've uh, had a few, haven't you? I've had a few games because because I uh, because I work rotation. I um, when I got back off rotation, my 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 manager was kind enough to give me some time off. Um, so I took those two days off and basically played four games of Infinity. So, which is great because it's That's decent, twice yeah. as much as I usually get, or four times as much as I usually get in a week. Um, so uh, it, was, it was pretty good. Yeah, had a couple of games against Red, who you'll know from the, uh, he's one of the TOs for CanCon. Yep. And he also just recently won the competition the uh, monthly infinity australia oh that's right yeah the uh, infinity australia um was it a conversion competition conversion competition yeah, yeah with his samo yorai samo yorai which, which I think um, is a great name if you haven't seen the pictures jump on the uh 
Infinity Australia page and check it out. It's an amazing conversion where he's he's done up his Ouri tag to look like a, a samurai with like mm-hmm. the big hat and um, the it's it's not big, the big sword um, thing. What's I've, it called? It I was a. Oh, it's got a name. It's got a name, and it's like a, it starts with F, and it sort of sounds. A, no, no, it starts with N. It starts with N. Okay, it's it's, it's like a f- couple of words. You know, it doesn't matter. Let's let's not spend time on the podcast trying to think think of a Japanese word that we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Uh, so yeah, I played him a couple of times. He plays JSA, and then I played uh, Jacob, who's another who's been on the podcast a couple of times. He runs Steel Phalanx, so um, managed to get up on all of my games, which was good. Uh, it's because you haven't played me lately. I haven't played you lately, and um, I'm, I'm hoping that we do get a chance to to play because we, we missed each other at the tournament. I wasn't there, um, and then uh, yeah. So no, the games were really good, and the game against uh, Marty before I went off was also really great. I Tell mean, us I about that, Kev. Well, I mean, I heard you guys shit talking them uh, last uh, last episode, and uh, you know, I, I I can't, I you know, I, oh, I'm all, I'm all for a bit of banter. Uh, and he and he's, he's such a nice guy. Yeah, he was really nice. Uh, Met him at the game store. There was a few other uh, blokes there who were playing games, and and they were really nice. And they'd actually been listening to the show, so they were they were um, they were sort of talking about that. And I, you mean I you mean people listen to our show? People actually listen to our show. The downloads. There people are just actually downloading and then listening to the show. Wow. Um. So it was yeah, it was really great to to meet they meet those guys, and uh, we threw down a game of uh, decapitation against his NCA, and yeah, it went pretty well for me. Ended up ten and zero. He had a few unfortunate rules. Uh, a couple of crits to begin with, knocking out his Aquila guard. Then he had a bolt link, which I love. Uh, like, I mean, I know bolts get shot on all the time as being kind of not worth their points, but I think what they bring to the table and with their recent upgrade, they can really uh, punish an opponent with their Spitfires, BS13, BTS6. So I was pretty, pretty worried about them. Um, bioimmunity as well, so like shock and that they just don't they don't mm. care about. But that was like the second time I was running Emily in a link, and I know I'd say before I don't like the idea of running Emily in a link because it seems a bit. But you like it now. But I like, <laughs> I like it after playing a few games with it and realizing what it can do and how it can get you out of sticky situations. Yeah, yeah. Em- Emily did well for me. She dropped a few Spitfire grenades on on the a on few, a, a couple, three, maybe. Five grenades on the link team, so that that kind of that kind of ended their link. It killed the HVT, and oh, that's right. Because in with decapitation, yes. you really need to kill the HVT with your data tracker. Definitely, yeah. and if that and because that HVT is twenty inches up the board, and if and if Emily says that's sixteen inches, she's do the math for me, like sixteen inches away from that, less than sixteen inches away from the HVT. And in a link spec firing, yeah, I've done I've done done a bit of mental calculations like there, and the answer yeah. is close. Yes, very. It's very close. So being able to spec fire a grenade at thirteens is pretty good. Um, but yeah, no, it was a really it was a really good game. It was great to meet him, and I'm looking forward to meeting Ben and having a game with him. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't had that many games recently, apart from the recent tournament, which we had. Uh, down here in Melbourne, Road to CanCon Part 2. Now, uh, sorry, Part 1. Road to CanCon Part 1. Road to CanCon Part 2 has now been announced. Uh, It'll be held on the 5th of January at the... Collingwood Library. Collingwood Library, that's right. So it's going to be Road to CanCon Part 2, 
uh, Road Warriors in the Depth of Yule Time. Yes, that's the name. I was looking up Facebook for the name of it. And, I just um, it so I, I did tell Russell that if we do manage to squeeze in a Road to Cancun Part 3, mm-hmm. it has to be called Road to Cancun Part 3 Beyond Cancun Dome. Oh, my goodness. So, so if that doesn't happen, I'll be very upset at Russell. Um, <laughs> great great one I like yep. it I like it a lot yeah. and, um, and and if that does happen I may even dress up as Tina Turner in Chainmail from uh, Beyond Thunderdome oh so, my goodness um, may happen probably won't just don't hold me to that well but, you, you heard it here first guys I think maybe we'll start a GoFundMe page for um, breast implants and Chainmail yeah yeah you dress up as Tina Turner and all proceeds will go to some I don't thing. know the, the 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 mental rehabilitation that I will need <laughs> afterwards. That's what the proceeds can go to. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was a super great fun tournament. We had the f- uh, the, the missions that we played were supremacy, decapitation, and frontline, mm-hmm. uh, which are the I think is that day one of CanCon. Those are the first three missions. First of three missions. Yeah, okay. Sunday, Sunday missions. Perfect. Um, now I was running uh, Imperial Service. I was thinking I was tossing up between if I wanted to play Imperial Service or. Vanilla Yujing, because I have been playing quite a bit of Vanilla Yujing lately. Now, this was before uh, the recent updates to Army, so we didn't have the uh, Invincible Army yet. This basically means now that this last tournament will be the last time that I play Imperial Service for quite a while. Yeah. Because I think um, you won't be the alone in that. You think like I, w- I will be or won't be alone in that? You won't be alone in the exodus from ISS to Imperial army invincible army. invincible army yeah so yeah. anyway um it was a real good fun tournament i ended up coming third um i was on top table at the end and uh against against julian and managed to julian won the game with his avatar i think he had i think both of his lists had an avatar in it but i'll say his avatar list it was a very tough game and my list was not designed for taking out tags basically and that's what i'll put it down to and that's my uh, that's my excuse and i'm sticking with it there's very few lists that can really go up against it's an avatar like well you have to tailor that list. i didn't have i didn't have any assault hackers i didn't have any yeah. ape uh, armor piercing stuff i didn't have any um i only had one thing with msv uh which was the rushi um mm-hmm. so the bot and um just yeah, I'll 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 get to that. I'll get to that in a second. But the so the, my first game was against Val, mm-hmm. who's also playing Imperial Service, um, and it was uh, it was a bit of a slaughter. We were playing Supremacy, yeah. and I went first and pretty much dominated the entire game from the start. Yeah, I'd like to know what happened because I've, I've Val's been having a lot of games lately, but he hasn't been having an awful lot of luck with Yeah, and, and and because of I mean, I I'd not been succeeding that well with Imperial Service and one of the other local guys had also not been succeeding too much. And so the three of us actually made a um a Facebook group called the Imperial Service Support Group mm-hmm. where we've all been chatting and, and helping each other with our lists and sharing our lists and having a look and that sort of thing. I hadn't seen his list before the match, so um that's not the reason why I did so well, but he had built a list that had a lot of mercenaries in it. And I'm not sure if it just didn't feel like there was many attack vectors in the list. Um, Like what do you mean when you say mercenaries? Like um, what's that sniper from Aristea? Oh, uh, Major Luna. Yeah. I think Major Luna was in it. Okay. Um, That, that girl, uh, bounty hunter who 
can have oh, yeah. um, have like a hunting party. Miranda Ashcroft. Miranda Ashcroft, yeah. and he had another bounty hunter. To oh, make the a, hunting party. The hunting hunting Do, party. I haven't seen that run, but it looks really. Um, it looks really well, they both died in the first turn, so mm-hmm. it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, he had a um, ninja. He take he took a ninja, uh, deployed it in hidden deployment in uh, on top of like a. Uh, uh, I guess like it was kind of like a lamp post, and it had a little nest in the top of it that you could just fit a model. You mm. put it up there because the, the ninja that he had taken was the uh, multi sniper rifle Ooh, profile, okay. mm-hmm. and so in it deployed it in hidden, and then in in one of uh, to combat one of the very first orders of my turn um, against my uh, Sujan, the battle cat. He revealed it and shot at the Sujan. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. I'll just shoot back. I'm in cat form, and uh, so ballistic skill twelve on a, with a, with a Spitfire at long range. He's in cover, so I'm at neg three for for, for cover, neg three for range, neg six for to camo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't do any of that math before mm-hmm. I to, before I declared my shoot, yeah. uh, which left me at negative twelve BS. with BS twelve. Yeah. Um, so he just got a free shot off, but I. I managed to survive the armor save and then spent a bunch of orders for the rest of that turn taking that guy out. Right. Um, which w- was a bit of a blunder on his part because I did not even think that anyone in their right mind would ever take a uh, Tio- uh, the ninja multi-sniper because um, it's super expensive and it doesn't have the great BS. It's not a... It's, it's BS 11, isn't it? Um, 11 or 12, I'm not sure yeah. off the top of my head. I mean, it's, it sounds like he was running some very interesting, like the uh, Miranda Ashcroft, um, uh, Molly Ninja, and a... What was the last thing that he took was unusual? Um, Major Luna? Major Luna, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe he was just trying something different because, I mean, it, definitely that can work, like a... You know, hidden deployment Molly Sniper can just ruin your day. The thing but. was, he revealed it right at the start of my first turn mm-hmm. to use it as an ARO. Yeah, he wasn't waiting for things to go past. If he'd, exactly. Yeah. If I'd advanced up the table and he'd left it, left it into my own devices, from where it was, loads of stuff would have been exposed mm-hmm. and he could have decimated me in his first turn. Because um, I had not expected that at all. Good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, yeah, I managed to get. Um, from there, my Sujan just ran around the backfield in the next turn and just literally killed everything. He uh, ended the game with zero points left on the table. Um, he got zero uh, OP and zero. He had zero, zero, zero. So he killed nothing. All zeros. Uh, no. So the you, your last number is the amount you've got left surviving. Oh yeah, not true. The amount yes, that that's killed. right. Yeah. I had like two hundred and eighty left. Okay. So he killed a few. Kwangshi, and that was it. Mm. Um, the next game was against uh, Sean, who was playing NCA, I think. Sean's a good, good, good guy. He's yeah. one of the guys that I first started playing Infinity with, right? Um, and he was playing Vanilla Pano, I think, at the time. And I was running. That's when I first started playing Hack. And yeah, so definitely, yeah, I had just had a lot of games with him when I first started playing. Um, it's good to see him back. This, yeah, it was my first time playing mm. against Sean, mm-hmm. and. Um, also, I've, I'm very, I'm really not very experienced with NCA. I don't know what any of the stuff does. I don't know, like if there's camo tokens out, I don't know what they might be. Yeah, yeah. Um, he it shoots had, real good. That's what you need to remember. Yeah, it shoots <laughs> real good. Good point. He had a tag. I don't even remember what it was called. And that was with that was in decapitation. Mm-hmm. Now I had. I, I'll run you through my list actually to to begin with, because um, it's a bit. 
I mean, it's some of it's a some of it's pretty stock standard, and some of it's a bit a bit unusual, a little bit. Um, so in group one, there's two group two combat groups. Group one had uh, the Sujan, the Rushi, Quangxi control device, and seven Quangxi. So that's ten order group. I got two uh, brawlers in there, two hard hitting. I mean, the Sujan's really hard hitting, but then the Rushi as backup as well yep. with that whole big order pool. The next um, next group had a sofa tech, a drop troop with um, like the the Garuda Garuda attack bot. Now the Garuda attack bot had a HMG mm-hmm. um, because I'm really starting to look for with my with my drop troops rather than just dropping them straight in with your boarding shotgun yep. is getting that higher burst weapon. And long range of your HMG, meaning you can get really nice angles long ways mm-hmm. across the table. Um, then I also had a ninja killer hacker in there. And uh, to top it off, I had Sun Sei as my Good. lieutenant mm-hmm. uh, with the boarding shotgun, heavy, the heavy infantry version. The so I'm getting extra... Of, king of the flash pulse. Exactly. Means I'm getting extra orders from his lieutenant order being regular... I get an extra command token, oh, yeah. um, which I pretty much use my command tokens. All of them that I used was to move people from group two up to group one to keep that order battery mm-hmm. there. And so when my first Quang Shi died from group one, the first guy to go up was Sunsei. So that then not, instead of having 10 orders in group one, I've now got 11 orders in group yeah. one. Um, so it was, it was very, and they were just fueling those, those attack pieces. And you felt, you felt like that worked? Like, so five command tokens, did you ever have to use them for docking for anything else? Or was it just for moving things across? Did not use them for anything else. So the only right. link team that I had was the order pool of Quangxi mm-hmm. and the controller. So, and that never got broken. And, um... I don't think I had to use them for engineering rules for the Rushi or anything. Um, to be honest, it didn't. I didn't really get the chance to have to roll anything. So it's either alive or it was dead, dead. Exactly. Or it was dead. You didn't want to revive it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Or when it was dead, it was too late to yeah do anything. So um, yeah. So it, it, it went really well for me in that first game. The second game um against Sean with his, the NCA, I did pretty much exactly the same thing. Uh, it was a decapitation. Now, the Sujan was my data tracker. Mm-hmm. Uh, first order of the game, he blank, he, he, he slaps the, uh, the designated target and takes them out. Yeah. Um, so, I've got my five points to start with. And then he, I think it was just like I did that and then uh, moved around a corner and shot at a flash pulse bot and the flash pulse bot crit. So, Great, yeah. So, which, which happens... Really, really quite often. Um, and it's, it's, I've, I've done it to people before, but this yeah. is one of the first times it's really happened to me. And you just kind of get, um, there's, it, it happens. You're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's the thing that happens. And you just really have to rethink the rest of your plan. Cause it's not like, it's like when you get crit by like a, a weapon that's going to kill you, this is a flash pulse. Like you're still on the table. You just can't attack anything. Exactly. Like, so, oh. and, and with a, like the Sujan, it's so tough mm-hmm. in that it's got two wounds. And no wounding cap, and it's uh, got two levels of unconscious, so you can actually take like four wounds in one go and still be on the table. 
because you can go, you lose your first wound, then you lose the second wound, and then you lose the... You, so you go to the first level of unconscious, and then when you go to the second level of unconscious, that's when you activate uh, no wound incapacitation. So, oh, wow, you can do that. Yeah, so it's, it only works if you take multiple hits at once, but uh. it, 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 does, uh, it comes in real handy. And that actually that surprised Val in our first game because he wasn't aware that you were able to do that. So, so what happens when you go no wound incap after a second level unconscious? You just, you're just in no wound incap. But you're still alive? Or? Yeah, in no wound, with no wound incap. Right, but you're unconscious though. No, because you, so you know how... You just come back to life again. Yeah. What? Yeah, because it because because it's got it's got ghosts. It's got ghost remote presence. <laughs> no, surely never. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's got ghost remote presence. So it's got two levels of unconscious. So moving from level one to level t- to to second unconscious, uh-huh. you can activate the uh, you can activate the no wind incapacitation in during that transition. Oh right, okay. So I get you. Yeah, but it all has to happen. In, it all has to happen in the same order. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Because because otherwise you'd be going like. Otherwise, I would have activated it straight the, away. Yeah, and then you'd be, and then you go, and then you took a third one, and you'd be dead. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, once, right. once you've activated the uh, no wounding cap, you don't then go to one conscious yes, yes, again. Exactly. But it's if you take the take the first one to go to one conscious, then when you go to the second one, uh-huh. then you activate no wounding capacitation. So it um it's it's um it's I guess like, it's it feels sneaky, but uh-huh. it's. That's so just how it works. That's, that's, that's just so one of the. You're able to come back from the dead. Not really. Like it just gives you like an extra bit of a wound if you've taken a lot of hits at once. Right. Okay. So you can go two wounds, one wound, unconscious level one, unconscious mm. level two. But instead of going, no, no. Instead of going to unconscious level two, oh, okay. you go to no wound incapacitation. And then what happens? You go dead. Yeah, but like when you go, when you say I'm going to go no and incap, yep. what, what what happens then? Like what happens to you when you say I'm going to go no and incap? Do you know how no and incap works? Well, uh, it's I, like dogged. Yeah, but you're already but you're already unconscious. So to me, when you say I'm going to activate no and incap, you're going to like suddenly be non-null state again, and you're going to be alive, but with like your no and incap. Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. Right. Okay. That's just just clearing that up there because yeah. to me, I'm like, well, you've 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 just gone, it's gone, bang, 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 bang. You're now unconscious. The system just took a little bit longer to reboot. Unconscious level one. I'm gonna shoot you. I'm gonna shoot you again. Exactly. Oh, so I'm alive again. If you see a Sujan who is in unconscious level one, uh-huh. do not shoot it again, because if it goes to unconscious level two, it'll just activate. Unless unless you're guaranteed, you're gonna do two. Unless wounds. you do two wounds. Yeah. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. And there's only, I think, the, the Sujan and maybe one other unit can actually do that because the reason it can is it's because got it's got structure. Or it's got ghost and, remote presence. And ghost remote presence. Right. Uh, mm. And it's uh, got no ending capacitation. Well, there, there's Nick schooling me on a rule for that's a change. Right. So that's right. Really <laughs> for a change. <laughs> we don't have that many rules. Yeah. And, um, we all know the rules. Yeah. So then, but then in Sean's, so that was my first turn. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just moved a few other things around and repositioned yeah. for the rest of that turn. And then Sean's first turn, he had his tag as his uh, data tracker. It came around a corner and blasted away my HPT. So we're both on five. Yep. And it wasn't until like the second and third turn that I managed to get back on board, mostly using the Sujan. Um, 
I was a bit worried about his tag for for, for a while there. Yeah. But um, took a couple of wounds off the tag, and then uh, it was around the corner of a um, uh, a crate, mm-hmm. a big crate. What do they call those? Shipping container. Shipping container. Um, I miss. I forget that word. I think that's the third time on this podcast you I've forgotten. Speak to Nooks about that. <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I'm familiar with with Nooks's <laughs> affinity with uh, with shipping containers. <laughs> but um, my uh, ninja was in hidden deployment around the corner, uh-huh. around the other corner of the shipping container, and so I'm, I came out of hidden deployment in my turn and engaged the uh, tag. Tag. And you, do, you don't remember which one it was. What, I can't remember, what, I can't what, remember which, which, what which tags, tags do they have. It had, me, it had mimetism. Um, pull it pull it up on the um, on the army, see what comes up. Oh, it'll be the um, cutter. No, it wasn't the cutter because the cutter's in... Um, Geocamo. Geocamo. What's I, the other one then? I've dealt with the cutter before. What is that one called? Keep talking. Anyway. I'll, I'll look it up. That's all right. And um, yeah, managed... I'd already, taken, I'd already taken off two wounds and then managed to crit with the ninja in close combat to take it out. The Ulan. Could have been. Does it have mimetism? Yep. Camouflage. Is it camel or just? Well, I mean, it was his data tracker, so it wasn't deployed as camel. Ah, camel. Okay. It's got it's got an HMG and a fireback. Sounds about right. Pretty deadly in ARO. Yeah. There you go. Sorry. And uh, yeah, so after I'd taken him out, that was his main kill piece, and so then I just managed to again with the Sujan run up his back line and pick things off, and then climb up. This enormous three-story tower using climbing plus, and uh, climb to the top, and then kill his lieutenant, lieutenant who was hiding on top of the building there. Well, yeah, just like a fusilier lieutenant up there. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just, uh, just hiding. Now he had a mine next to him, but I didn't care. So <laughs> I'm battle cat. <laughs> That's right, battle cat. A mine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then the, the third game, which um, by this stage, because I had two. Um, 10-point major victories. So I'm at right. the top table coming first for the first time in my life uh, at a uh, at any sort of event. And um, so I'm on the top table against Julian, who, I, who as I spoke about briefly before, had his avatar list uh, playing frontline. Now, um, for anyone who comes up against uh, Julian in frontline at CanCon, what he does is he'll deploy his... Uh, um, we'll give away the secrets. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's the real source. Um, the uh, Is it the Speculo killer? Speculo, yeah. Uh, he'll deploy that in the third quadrant, but not kill anything with it because it's worth so many points. Mm-hmm. He'll just have that there as an anchor to force you to either try and take it out and waste orders on it or to keep so much of your force that far back to maintain your own back quadrant to mm-hmm. not let him keep it himself. Yeah, because I think they're like 35 points, which I is... I think they're more than that. No, they're about 30-something. They're mid-30s for okay. a speculative, but they, that's a sizable chunk unless you've got, you know, a link team. But then that link team needs to be out of, out of your deployment zone. It, it's yeah. Not, and it's not a straight... Depending so, on, the, on the table uh, makeup, it, it's not that straightforward. Yeah, and in our game, he'd put it on top of a building as mm. well that didn't have any ladders or anything, so it wouldn't have been easy to get to, yeah. even if you wanted to try and take it out. Um, so kids, watch out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was pl- facing an, an avatar, and I, as I've spoken about before, I don't have a huge amount of experience facing tags, um, just because not that many people in Melbourne really run them. Nope. And so did I? Like I look back on it, and I probably should have taken the other list for the day. But for all three games, I took the same list. 
um, just because I was going so well with it that, up to that point. Mm-hmm. Doing well. Um, and uh, yeah, my my I took I took the first turn and uh, tried to my my goal for the first turn was to try and take out his order pool as much as I could and. Managed. What else did he have in the list? Sorry, I, just to I can't remember. Um, he had a, a Crackrot Renegade. He had um, a Cube Jaeger. He had um, a few bots and things. Nothing else that was. It was limited insertion list, so yeah. only ten models. I mean, it's what like, an avatar is like one hundred. Exactly. I mean, if you're running an avatar, you you're generally going to be running limited insertion just because it is so beefy. Um, yeah. Bots and Bet and Kiss or Kernow, Bet and Kiss, Bet and Kiss, yeah, and maybe Kernow as well. He might have both of them. No, I think I don't think he had Kernow. He had a Nexus Seven operative. Oh yeah. Do you have a TR bot as well? No, I no don't think there was bot. a TR. There was other. There was other bots, but I don't think there was a TR yeah, bot. Just your usual Ecodrons and yeah. Ardrons and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. and um, so I tried running up. Yeah, my, my idea was to try and take out as much of his order pool as possible. I managed to take out a couple of things, but not as many as I would have liked. And then my in his first turn, somehow my Sujan, like he was hunting my Sujan with the with his avatar, mm. and I managed to just dodge really well and around corners and, and force him to spend orders hunting it down. And uh, one thing that Julian's really good at with his attack pieces is advancing them and uh, spanning orders to attack, but then also withdrawing them mm. into his back lines as well, so he doesn't leave them exposed. Which is something that um, that I'm sure everyone in co- everyone could learn from that you don't want to overextend yourself. Definitely, and it's something that he's really good at. Which, um, yeah, I, I look back on the game and and I probably see after that first turn if I if I had kept my initial goal of just trying to take out his orders. I think it could have been a bit different, but I just got a bit um, scared of the avatar and tried to take it out, but failed miserably. It's an imposing figure on the board. I've never had the pleasure to come up against one before, but I know that. And you're, like, you're right, Julian does play heavy infantry tags, like brutal attack pieces very well. You know, he knows he knows when to pull them back. He knows where where, where to press them forward. No. Yeah, and but um, I still managed to. Um, so Julian did not get a major victory. He got a minor victory mm-hmm. uh, because one of the things that I did manage to kill was the guy that was attached to his Xenotech. Oh yeah, and he didn't manage to re uh, sync with it. So he not he didn't get he didn't get the point for placing the multi scanner, and he got one less point. He got minus one point for not, for not placing, placing it as it. well. Where, where, who 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 did he use then for the? Um the Xenotech, because if he's got bots, he can't be bots, can't be a regular, can't be, I can't can't be the Avatar. Would have been Bit and Kiss, maybe? Or Bit or Kiss? No, it Not wasn't bit. bit or Kiss. Um, you, like if I mean, Julian was supposed to be here tonight, and if he was, he would have been able to answer that question, but yes, I honestly yes, do not, yes, pro- I do not yeah. remember. Yeah, um, yeah, so Julian got a, ma- a minor victory, which um, held him to second place for the tournament. I came third, and then Hector came first. And he was um, running Steel... Phalanx, yes. Again, yeah. Yep. He's a good player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Um, I don't think I've actually played Hector. Myself. Played him a couple of times. Yeah. No, he's a very, very precise player. Yeah, but yep. he he is um, he's also fond of his namesake. He <laughs> yes, will yes. he'll regularly run. Uh, Hector will Hector. regularly run a list with Hector with Hector in, it, in yeah. the list. 
No, that's good. It sounds like you as well as well. You had three pretty, three pretty tough games, or could have been tough game, but maybe not the first one, unfortunately. Yeah, the, I mean, the second game, I was, I was, I was quite stressed out during the second game simply because I didn't know what I was facing. Well, it's, it's great that, I mean, I, I, and that's what we're talking about. Like with doing these tournaments, it's good that we get you're facing players, you're facing armies you haven't played before, mm-hmm. and like in the case of NCA and what combined, you maybe only. Yeah, I played combined a few times. Oh, you um, have okay, yeah. And I, I know, I know what an avatar looks like, so yeah. Um, so it's uh, not not as not as daunting. And I I went into the third game knowing that I was against a pretty tough opponent. So yeah, but um, but yeah, no, it was an ama- it was an awesome, really well run tournament, super great fun. Thanks, so, to, thanks to Russell for uh, for running. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw the photos on Facebook. I heard you guys had a had a barbecue as well. Yeah. So we had a barbecue going, mm-hmm. um, which was great. Yeah. Everyone had a really good time. I think there was um, ten or twelve players. Uh, so it was really really good fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I saw the tokens that everyone got at yeah. the end of the day as well. Which that, that's really right. Cool. Yeah. So everyone who turned up uh, got a uh, a silhouette of a Xenotech as well as a um, a token to be used for the multi scanner. Yeah. So that so that you can you can track that because yeah. it is I really important. like those Xenotech silhouettes because I have not painted one up yet and I'm I'm kind of stressed for time for painting. So if I can just use that silhouette then boom. Mm. Easy done. Well I use um the model I'm using for my Xenotech is a model that I've used previously as a HVT. So it's mm-hmm. the um it's the girl from the uh, Diaphos box, which is the Yujing and Hakaslam Diaphos box. She's sitting on. Oh, I have that. I, oh, sorry, I used to have that one. Yes. Yeah, she's yep. sitting on a box. I don't know what the model's she's called. She's got like she. She's got yeah. She looks like a yeah. I know yeah she's quite uh, quite nicely, smartly dressed with um, glasses on and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so actually, Julian was complaining because at one at towards the end of the when we're calculating the the tally of the of of how many who got what points and julian said that he he didn't get his classified objective but he was controlling the hvt and pointed at my xenotech and i'm like that's not the hvt that's my xenotech my <laughs> hvt is over here and um, like i've been moving the xenotech around with me all day <laughs> that's right i moved it yeah. up to that point but i guess because i'd moved it up the table to the point where it could have been oh, where be, yeah, you yeah. deploy the um the hvt but Julian should have asked before that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's his own fault. Well, yes. Excellent. No, it sounds like I really, uh, yeah, like I said, I was gutted I couldn't make it. Um, hopefully I'll make the next one. Yeah. And so, um, again, just another shout out for uh, the next uh, Road to Cancon Part 2 tournament, uh, Road Warriors in the depth of Yuletide. So uh, anyone who's available on the 5th of, uh, 5th of January, just after New Year's, register. You can get find the registration on the interwebs and uh, and and jump on there. So registration's open and, and all the info's there. Excellent. Yeah. No. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So third offensive came out. Are you recording? I am recording. Oh, sorry. So I know where to start it. Yeah. Okay. So third offensive came out, like the book and the army. More importantly. Yeah. Exactly. Last week, my my copy actually arrived this afternoon. So before you came over for recording, I was just flicking through some of the pages and read some of the. Um, some of the articles, but um, I'm super, super excited for that. I mean, we had the army update recently as well. Mm-hmm. So there's so much happening in the world of Infinity right now, and it's a great time to be playing. And um, we're not going to do a huge 
amount of content today about the third offensive. Sorry, guys. No. Um, <laughs> because we are still – I mean, this is the last part of our Roger Cancon series, but um, – Going forwards, because there's so much to talk about now, then um, there, there's going to be no shortage of, of, of episodes for us to, to, to delve into no, to everything. No. And it'll only become more apparent like when you start playing with these new armies. Like At first, we're like, oh, that's nice. Oh, that looks cool. Oh, that looks that looks stupid. But it's only when we, we start playing. Have you, have you played with the no, army No, not yet. yet. And okay. so I've, I'm actually planning on having my first game tomorrow night um, using one of my new lists. Oh, frothing. So I'm very excited to get uh, to get those um, heavy infantry dudes on the table. And I've just been having an amazing time, uh, probably spending a bit too much time. Then I should be at work building, uh, playing around with army and, uh, and building new army lists. Definitely, um, yeah. No, Invincible Army has given me a few hours of, of play time. Yeah. Um, even though I'm not that interested in playing it, well, I am. But. I'm even really keen on the changes that are happening in military orders. Because um, mm-hmm. from a faction that when I first, before I got into Infinity, one of the things that drew me towards it was uh, the uh, like the knight models, the knights. Yep. Um, so I don't know, maybe that's a, or maybe I'll jump in onto another heavy infantry sectorial at some point in the future and take advantage of those recent that's, changes that, for that, those that's as true, well. Yeah. But even uh, like heavy infantry factions, um, invisible army kind of stands on its own in many ways. Like they, like I'm sure military orders, more aggression force have really solid, really, really great heavy infantry, but invincible army the way they've done it is just like we this is all heavy infantry yeah yeah and um the 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 fact that it's really taking advantage of these new rules as well with Mm -hmm. nco and lieutenant level two and is it tactical awareness awareness yeah yeah so all these rules that get you extra orders that you can use Mm -hmm. which if uh if anyone who's a new listener um if you go back to episode one we would we had a bit of a discussion about how to make certain expensive units more feasible and more efficient and one thing that barry suggested was to give them their own order that they can just use on themselves wow. so someone at um someone at cb must have been listening to that episode as well because they've just <laughs> taken that uh, that idea and, and and used it uh on on some of these units so barry has some pretty great ideas <laughs> yeah yeah but um but yeah, so we're not going to delve too much in, into that, but um, just wanted no. to mention that we haven't forgotten that it is a thing that exists, and we are very excited about I mean, it. I can see your eyes light up, Nick, just talking <laughs> about it. So, like, you know, I, we're not going to go into a lot of detail, but I would love to hear just, you know, just initial thoughts or something that you find is, 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 is good or interesting or, or bad or just, you know. Well, quick... I mean, like, yeah, like I said, I haven't particularly for the Invincible Army, because that's the one that I've been focusing on the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't got them on the table yet, so I can't speak from too much experience. But models that I'm most keen to to play around with, I'm really excited to get a, um, a Yan Huo Harris team. Yeah. Um, pretty much every single... WC. What's that? For four and a half. Well, no. So I'm, I'm using wild cards. So it, it's actually just one Yanhuo ah, right. and the baggage bot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for nine, I think I think the one that I've it's 99 or 100 points where you get the Zuyong Harris, the uh, Yanhuo with either the uh, HRMC, not HRMC, um, HMG, multi HMG, yeah. or the two missile, two missile launches. And the um, and a baggage bot, mm-hmm. and so that's your Harris because a baggage bot, baggage, bot is a wild baggage card? bot F- FTO is a wild card, um, so you can take the place of one of those Yanhuo. 
and I'm I'm really like I want to try both uh, weapon loadouts because I'm mm-hmm. really tossing up between which one I, I want more. Like HRMC, it me oh, fuck. I keep saying that um, HM multi HMG because it's not a HRMC. It's the multi HMG. No people were, were, um, were it, right, no no bar six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and I I am glad that they didn't do that. And I think Barry was saying. Uh, recently that some people were blowing up about it but the HRMC is not linkable so you don't even have to worry about that mm-hmm. yes. the only yeah, that linkable options on army or whatever it was, yeah so the it was... only linkable options are the multi HMG or the two missile launchers that's right and not the neurosynetics one just the regular one and um, which means that you're going to have either a burst 5 multi HMG so there's damage 15 um, shock or AP throwing five dice at someone or a burst three missile launcher which again has the templates or um, hit mode which is ap and explosive mm-hmm. so if you're hitting well you're making people take nine armor saves yeah and, and in the reactive turn you've got a burst two from the multi hmg you've still got a burst two explosive round exactly but then which is from the but you've got burst two missiles as well from true, the other one. True, but then if you you know multi HMG means it's a bit more versatile. You've got five five dice in the active, or still two dice in the reactive. No no yeah. template, but it's still explosive. Yeah, and the, the option hurt. to have template weapons, people love people get scared of oh, yeah. templates, um, yeah. particularly in in these days where you're seeing everybody's got their own sectorial, mm-hmm. um, and there's there's loads of link teams running around. Managing a link team when you have to worry about pie plates coming at you is 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 a chore particularly five man link teams because they can be quite unwieldy yeah. um and taking away that our cover save as well is mm. i was actually uh, not to deviate too far from where we're going but when my game today with red we were playing supplies which we're going to talk about later um he had a, a tango link team and then he had a missile launcher. a rocket launcher uh, missile launchers yeah two oh. missile launchers it's so, not rocket launchers? No, they're, missiles? They're, they're, they're full-on missile launchers, okay. these, these bad boys. Yeah, BS-13 missile launchers and a link. It's, yeah. And he was firing at, I think, my TR bot. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And he was like, oh, I'm going to use hit mode. And I was like, dude, use blast mode. He's like, yeah, but hit mode's higher damage. I'm like, yeah, but blast mode removes the, removes the cover. Yeah. Which essentially makes it higher damage than the hit mode. Yeah, because you're not getting the three armor yeah, for, yeah. The, and it was for like, the cover oh. save. And it, 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 that's kind of one of the rules. I'd, I don't know if I'm like changing, but... You know, unless you're hitting something out of cover, there's zero reason to use the hit mode because it's okay. It's a it's AP, right? But nine times out of ten, whatever. If you're hitting something that's high armor, you're going to be removing. You're going to be halving their armor, but then they're getting the plus three for the for the cover. So for sure. instance, the so it would only have a difference on something that has got more than six armor. Mm, yes, well, more than seven technically, because all your eye that's up against has armor seven, uh-huh. but you round it up to armor. Eight, don't you? So it goes into armor four. Then you add it back up for the cover. So it's armor seven again. So you, you know, which is exactly the same as okay. So with eight, a, with a if you're shooting at tags yeah. with armor eight, then you use hit mode. Yes, yes. Because halving takes away four, and yeah. then it adds three for yeah. the cover. So they're only they're at a negative one. That's true. Yes, you're right. So because I can count. That's it. Yeah. So it was kind of a mathematic problem we were encountering there today. But I was like, dude, don't don't bother using the hit mode because it's gonna it's gonna hurt you. So he's like, oh yeah, I'll use blast mode. And you know, TR bot's got no armor anyway, so mm. AP is not gonna do you any good. Yeah. But anyway, so- sorry, it, it, segue on a on a 
Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm really excited about putting that on the table and the um, what's it called? It's like a really uh, Wang. No, I'm, I, <laughs> I am, like I am probably going to run a Moang because I want to take a Lieutenant Level 2 and have that as my NCO to use those extra orders. Mm-hmm. Basically, the lists that I'm looking at are limited insertion lists with 13 or 14 orders at the moment. And um, But the thing that I'm keen on having on the table is the... Is it the Hu Lang or something like that? Oh, the Shock Trooper? Yes. Yeah, the... The um, forward deploying exactly forward deployment level two level three guy with a monofilament. That's right. Bad close ass. combat level two, uh, sorry three. Close three, combat yeah. level sorry close combat twenty two martial yep. arts level three. Yep. Monofilament weapon. So he's got like SM, SMG. One profile's got two fo- two SMGs. Two SMGs. Yeah. And a DEP, and I think he's a specialist as well. Um, specialist operative, sorry, not specialist, but specialist operative. I think one of them might be, yeah. Mm. And then one of them's got, uh, yeah, one of them's got the main weapon. One of them's got two SMGs, and the other one has a combi rifle and a light flamethrower. Mm. And it's an extra three points. One's forty-one points. The one's forty-four. Yeah. So again, and I'm tossing up between which one of those I want to play, or even if it's even going to be effective on the table, I don't know yet because I haven't had a chance. But um, I want to get a lot of games in with, with these guys and really try and refine my list. Um, and then, I mean, the other thing, I, a few weeks ago, uh, which I talked about on the podcast, I played a bit of a joke list of three uh, Tiger Soldiers mm-hmm. against Barry. and um, But now CB just comes and throws availability for Explode Level X drop yeah. troops yeah. at me. And I was playing around today with how do I make a... A decent-ish list that's got four drop troops in it um, that are all worth above 30 points each. Yeah. So that could happen, uh, particularly for a mission like Firefight, which we'll talk about in a minute. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. But, um, but yeah, we'll get onto those now. So Yeah. Um, we, should, we, should, we should move yeah, on. So, yeah. So um, the first mission that we want to talk about, oh, which is going to be round four, so the first uh, first game on Monday at uh, at CanCon is going to be supplies. That's going to throw me. It's going to throw so many people off because we're like, what? Your their second days on Monday. Monday's a public holiday. Like, oh. Yeah, well, because it's a bit different. Usually the Friday is the public holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. this year, the Monday is the public holiday. So instead of having the tournament Saturday Sunday uh, and everyone driving up there on Friday, mm-hmm. uh, everyone's driving up on Saturday mostly, and the tournament runs Sunday Monday. Yeah. Can you hear that? That's not my. Uh, <laughs> I don't have not, any children. No, it's not. Uh, there's no children. There's no child in this in this apartment. <laughs> I don't think. It's a small apartment, but I think I know if there's a child in. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I would probably be more <laughs> concerned as well, considering it is my apartment. But um, okay, so I think first off, I'll just run through the uh, main objectives using the ever trusty Comlog. Comlog app, supplies, which, supplies, right? Uh, that's correct. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, dear listeners, if you have not yet downloaded the comlog app get on it because it is amazing get it um it's just it's my life and um righto so main objectives number one for each supply box controlled at the end of the battle one objective point and there's a total of three so you could get up to three objective points from that if you have controlled more supply boxes than your adversary Adversary, I made the same mistake last time. Adversary at the end of the battle, three objective points. So we're up to six now. Yeah. 
if your adversary has no controlled supply boxes at the end of the battle, two objective points, and then we've got two classified objectives worth one each. Yep, taking us up to a grand total of ten. Yeah. And there are, and thankfully, well, there are no data trackers, there are no designated targets, and there are no xenotechs. Right, so it's pretty simple. Yeah, so none of the new real, you know, season 10 stuff is there. I really like this mission. I I, I haven't played it much, but I, I played it today. Yeah, it's 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 quite a different. It's probably the most different mission out of the five in in uh, Cancon. I think it's it's, it's the only more. one that you actually need to take specialists for. Yes. Well, need is a need is a strong word because you could just get your your opponent to extract the supply boxes, shiv him, and then take it. Okay, let you me know. rephrase. It's the only mission that you're most likely going to be using your specialists. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's just, it's just a thing. Unless, yeah, unless you want to use... But, I mean, if you come up against the opponent and your deal was that they're going to get all the uh, supply boxes yeah. and their deal was yeah. that you're going to get all the supply <laughs> boxes out, then what's going to happen? Let's what just, are we going to do? We're going to get our classified objectives. You're going to get classified. But we can't get our classified objectives because nobody brought any specialists. No specialists. The only specialist you brought is like, an, is like a, a, a doctor that just sits at the back with his palabot. Exactly. He's like, oh, no, now I've got to do it, guys. And we're like, <laughs> it's a doctor off at the middle of the table. We're all trying to get to the supply box, but your panels, your whip 12, and you're like, this sucks. Although, sorry, doctors in this mission get plus three whip. To the roll to, to open the, roll the to open. box. And they get to roll two dice. Doctors do. Two dice. Doctors and paramedics get to roll two dice. Which Where is, does it say that? Oh, it's down. It's further down. The, um, the what you call it? Doctor and paramedic bonus. Wow, yeah. you are right. That, that's the one. So whereas there's in supremacy, mm-hmm. hackers. Uh, hackers get that bonus, yeah. which I took advantage of to, oh, to yeah. great effect in my game against, um, against Val. How nice is it rolling two dice? Oh, oh. it's great. Because oh, one of the dice that I rolled was like an 18 or something. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, oh, yes. Oh, baby. I mean, it's sorry. It makes me, it makes my heart yeah. sing. Yeah. So I guess what you got to, I mean, yeah, as, as we mentioned in the main objectives, there's, well, I guess we didn't mention it. In terms of the table setup, for people who aren't familiar with it, uh, it's stock standard deployment zones, 12 inches, uh, your, your half of the table. Then along the center line, there is three tech coffins. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from 12, the the side ones are 12 inches in from the sides and then one in the very center of the table. And basically what you want to do is go up with the specialist, open up the supply boxes, take uh, the supplies out, and then have more than your opponent does. And that's where you get your points from. That's right. There was a bit of confusion as to the wording of the extract supply boxes uh, rule, whereas I... I thought that uh, when you open the supply, open the tech coffin, the supply box falls on the ground, and then you had to spend another order to pick it up off the ground and take it back. I was mistaken. I think a lot of you, I think a lot of us were, because the, the wording does not say that, and it doesn't, and it doesn't even imply it. Like it doesn't even. There's no link between the two short skills that say. You know, they even really accept it says it, you will place it next to the specialist, which doesn't mean that they have it. So reading reading the exact terminology, it says, allows the specialist troop, troop to make a normal whip roll to extract the supply box. With a succeed roll, a supply box marker must be placed beside it. Yeah. That, Beso- well, that means th- nothing. Well, beside, beside it, oh, yeah. does that mean that they are, th- that is their box that they have now yeah well it, apparently it's been FAQ'd and the answer is yes mm-hmm. 
Um, so you don't have to worry about burning more orders to then pick it up off the ground and run back with it. Unless the guy gets his head blown off, then you do have to pick it up. Which is fine. Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably the right ruling. Um, I think a lot of people were annoyed at the idea that, you know, oh, I've just taken the thing out the bloody thing and now I've got to pick it up again. And you're like... Okay. Now I've got to spend more orders, yeah. particularly in a, in a season that does tend to favor higher order lists mm-hmm. because uh, you've got things like your Xenotech having to run that up the board to, to drop down the yeah. um, the multi-scanner um, in a lot of these missions. Yeah, right. So uh, other things on supplies, we've also got uh, Intel Com cards mm-hmm. are in place. So when the game ends and the player counts up their points, each classified objective fulfilled by the player that has the symbol... Uh, of a plus sign, which is kind of like the Red Cross symbol, um, will cancel a classified objective fulfilled by the opponent player that has the target symbol, symbol, like a reticle, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. How Do you know how many cards in the deck have either of those symbols? Uh, Damn, you know what? I played that that mission today, and uh, I actually got two of them. Both my classifieds had had the cross on them. And, and then Red pulled two cards out, and I think both of his had the right... No, one had a cross on it, and the other one had uh, the cog on it, because it was retro... It was the uh, test run yeah. card. Neither of us had the rec, the rec, reticle yeah. um, card, but I believe that is Forward Observer. Maybe you could get your classified objective deck out, and then we could find out. I don't even know where my stuff is. Oh, That's right there. Oh, my God. It's right there. Okay. Um, My opinion on it is that don't I wouldn't it's a bit it's a, it's a bit one-sided isn't it well no, not necessarily because it's like this if you've got this one it cancels out this other one so but, you I, still, but it doesn't state that you don't get your points for it you still get your points for it no you don't oh no sorry if so if, if I've got a a, a plus sign one mm-hmm. and you've got a target one and we both achieve them by me having the target one, it means that it negates you achieving yours. Mm, no, specifically, it actually says when the game ends and the players count out the points, each classified objective fulfilled by that by a player that has the cross symbol yep. will cancel a classified objective fulfilled by the opposing player that has the reticle symbol. That's what I just said. You said it the other way around. But what I'm getting at is, I'll get, see if I got one objective, I did it right. It was. Um, Experimental drug, because I know that one has it. Okay. I'll get one point for getting it. And at the end of the game, you'd be like, oh, hey, I got this other one. Oh, actually, my one cancels your one. So you don't get that one so point. So you won't get that one point. I'll still get that point, but you won't get it. Yeah, sorry. You've got the plus one. Yeah. And I've got the target one. Yeah. Yeah, so if we both achieve them, Doesn't then I don't get a point. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't get a point. Yeah, because I've got the point. target one. Yes. I still get the point, though. Yes. So it, 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 but it's like it's it's um it's it's like it's penalizing the player for taking the the reticle one because you could get it and all I need to do is do experimental drug and then I've basically gotten a point and you've lost a point. Okay, I'm just going through my deck to see what ones have the reticle. Um, we have net undermine, HPT kidnapping, capture, mapping. This is making for amazing radio. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's four of them. Four of them. And what are they? They're not, they're not even easy ones to, to get. Um, mapping's pretty easy. But mapping's the one where you bats in your deployment. A forward observer or hacker in base contact with scenery building 
Enemy placed forces. entirely inside the enemy deployment zone. That's not easy. Must spend a short skill. Oh, shit. Inside the deployment zone? Yeah. Oh, I read that wrong last game. I think a lot of us did. You got one veteran tr- uh, capture, which is veteran troops, elite troops, or chain of command. They have to... Chain of command. The enemy must be in an... Oh, you got to pick up an enemy trooper that's an unconscious or in mm-hmm. a null state. Um, not, 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 not simple. To these do aren't that. easy ones. No. And if you've just gone through that whole rigmarole of going, I've just undermined you. And I'm like, cool, I did experimental drug. Too bad. Too yeah. bad, mate. And it, it, you just be like, oh. It's almost like if you do supplies and you get that reticle one, burn it. That's right. I guess that's, that's something to, that is something to take into account then when you are drawing your, because you're drawing two classified yeah. objectives. So it means you're going to be looking at four different cards. So you, there is there is the percentage there that you are going to draw these ones. Mm-hmm. Maybe of you do want to avoid the uh, avoid the target ones and and focus on the the healing ones, the, yeah. plus, the plus symbol ones. Yeah, burn, burn it or do secure HVT. Yeah, you know, I mean, and like you said, there's only what four there. Yep. So four of the deck of twenty, not a massive chance. I, I don't know what the I think the the, the there's plus probably ones. four of the other one as well. Uh, if I had to guess. Yeah, I guess so. I, I, I know there's at least there two. Experimental, experimental drug and um, oh, the one I n- nearly did is an engineer needs to, engineer forward observer needs to get in base contact with an unconscious specialist and make a whip roll. Yeah, there's four as well. Okay. Um, of that one. Yeah, okay. So you've got the, an, a, the same likelihood of drawing the plus signs if you do of drawing the reticles. Mm. So plus sign is there like an official term for what that is what that symbol is i don't know uh the red cross something the, to the, take offline the white cross yeah the first aid kit yeah so that so that it um i guess but i mean in a mission where if you're building a list specifically for this mission the specialists that you want to be touching the tech coffins mm-hmm. are gonna be the same specialists that can achieve those classified objectives yeah, because yeah. it's all healing stuff it's like Doctors, experimental drugs. that's right yeah um so that's some yeah. that is something to and actually not, maybe not necessarily focus on but it's something that you would uh consider in in your in your list build that's right and sorry just to look at your cards again because there was one one of those missions today sorry guys you can keep talking oh here we go nano espionage Yep. Not only does that have the plus the first aid kit sign on it, also has the cog sign. And this one can be done by an engineer, doctor, paramedic, or data tracker. There's no data trackers in this mission, so just engineer, doctor, or paramedic. Right. You can also do that one. So there's just another yeah. another uh, point to make. I mean, obviously, you need the doctors to do the put to the lift the supply boxes out, and that's probably your main objective. Yeah. Because it's going to net you up to eight points. Because you're going to get three for getting all of them. You're going to get three for getting more. And you're going to get two, two for, for getting, the enemy. Three not having enemy. Get any. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the vast majority, like 80% of the points mm-hmm. in this are based around the boxes. Yeah. The classified objectives are just those final two. Um, so, I mean, they still, they're still important. But remember, you can always swap one of those for the HVT thing. What's it mm-hmm. called? Uh, the, the secure HVT. Secure HVT. Yeah. And uh, and that's 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 something that's going to come into play. Yeah. So not many, not too many special rules in here um, for this mission. It's a good fun mission. I played it a few times. Yeah. Um, I think it's it is fairly popular in 
in tournaments because particularly uh, more sort of shooty type mission tournaments because while it is one that uh, does have that aspect of requiring specialists, it's they're, they're the type of specialists that generally you want to take anyway, um, your doctors and that sort of thing, if you've got access to decent ones. It's But it still does have, it, it's a bit of an extra twist on on just trying to kill your opponent, which is what a lot of the other missions are. Yeah, yeah. Like, say, like, like I said before, you don't you don't need to have specialists. You can't wait for your opponent to extract them and then snipe them out and then grab them because you don't need a specialist just to grab it once it's been extracted. That um, is a, that is much higher risk, though. It Well, yeah, I mean, it depends on how well you've laid out your arrows. You know, if you've, if you've really, you know, done a... A good job of covering all the objectives your opponent's going to have to you know try really hard to get out them out of the box and also this this may also reward you going second um especially if you have drop troopers or hidden guys in hidden deployment you can wait until your opponents grab one he thinks he's safe then boom come down an ad trooper the last guy yeah. pick him up and the thing is in this game as well is if you just pick up one supply box and your opponent has none then you've got Three, four, five, six points. Six points. Yeah. Just for picking up one at the end of the game. Like, you don't need to do anything else. Your opponent will have, at most, two for having two classified objectives, mm. which is still a major victory. Um, in my game against Red today, I ended up having all three of them, um, which is a bit greedy. But <laughs> a little bit. I, I did make I did make the conscious effort to... Because there's three of them, it's very difficult to cover... Depending, again, depending on the table set up, it's very difficult to cover lines of fire to all three of them so i think he had two of them covered up pretty well i wasn't going to be able to get two of them it had one that was pretty easy for me to just to walk up smoke grab and run back with on turn one and then that then put him on the back foot where he had to either kill my guy who's at the right at the back of my board or get to the other two yeah and then and then it's kind of a case of, well if he gets the one in the middle then we, we either fight over the third or we try and kill the person who's got the you know, either one. So it's quite... Um, or if you just, you take your one, you, you go in, you pick up your one box and mm-hmm. then spend the rest of your uh, orders concentrating on killing their specialists. Yeah. Because well, yeah, that, that, that's... in, in, in the, envi- the CampCon environment where the other missions are not very heavy on specialists, the, you, you might not be taking that many at all. Like we say, if any. So if you've got your one mm. box and you can castle that up, then... Um, eliminating your opponent's ability to extract their own uh, is going to give you quite an advantage as definitely, well. Definitely, you know, definitely you're right to, 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 to eliminate their specialists so they can't go and get their own. But of course, that doesn't stop them from having some Hail Mary kamikaze. I know, uh, I think it was, whatever, it might have been a supplies game where I had Tariq Mansouri last turn of the game. My opponent had a supplies box right in, over in the corner behind cover. Actually, I think he was prone. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, I'm, I've, I've won this one. And like Tariq just kind of goes on a rampage, super jumps off a building, you know, that 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 exact off the top of a building, that and just like scenario. so he can get like a little angle on the prone guy, yep. and then, you know, kills him. Okay, I didn't win, but he didn't get the points either. So it kind of ended. I think it ended in a draw, or that, maybe maybe he picked me by one. Yeah, that exact scenario happened to me at CanCon last year, mm-hmm. or, or at the start of this year, um, in my first in the first game in round one there which was the capture the flag mission oh uh, yeah, is yeah, it yeah um looting secure and protect secure and protect that's it yeah or looting is it no, no secure, and protect, no, secure yes. and protect that exact thing happened right, and yeah. um 
so with Tariq Mansouri. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, be be aware of that. And I know uh, again, my game with Red today. He, I had the last turn of the game. He managed to pick up one of the supply boxes. So we both had one, I think. Um, and he ran back into his deployment zone with it, or just about in his deployment zone with it, with his um, Domaru lieutenant. And I had one more turn, so I was like, "Well, I just walked on Raul Spectre from the from the from the edge." Threw a drop bear, came around a corner, blasted the boarding shotgun, walked up, picked up the objective. I think I got arrowed as I went in, went to an in cap, picked it up, and I just didn't spend any more orders on him because I had it now. And the game was done because I had the last turn of the game, which is why I think going second, well, while well, going first is great to pick up the objective, to go second and just spring a surprise on them through hidden deployment or AD yep. could really, and like I say, all you need to do is kill that person carrying it. And if you can, get to it, pick it up. Um, but if you've got one, and I've got one, and I drop your guy who's carrying it, then, I'm, then I've got one. I'm sorry, am I, am I boring you? <laughs> that was like, that was a, 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 some, uh, was like a good yawn you're putting at you there. Yeah, no, but I totally agree that, um, that uh, it's, um, there's a few different angles you can, you can take it. And yeah. Um, yeah, I think we. I'm looking forward to getting a few practice games in and supplies. I know I have played a few times, but it's not something that I'm super versed. Yeah, in, I've so. only played it like two or three times. Maybe yeah. it's just one of the missions where I think I I, I kind of go, oh supplies. It sounds nah. Now nah, let's play something else. Like let's play I don't know, looting and sabotaging or frostbite or something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh wait, I need to get this. I need to. I need to do this one. Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to touch on uh, regarding supplies specifically, or are you happy to move on to? Firefight. I think I'm ready to. Let me just check my notes that have supplies and firefight written on it, and that's all. That's all you've written I've down. Got. Lovely. So yeah, we can. Move. Great. We'll move straight we, on to move on to uh, what is going to be the the last round of uh, of CanCon. Uh, CanCon. CanCon. An oldie but a goodie. Firefight. Condodome. Yeah, CanCondodome. Beyond CanCondodome. <laughs> the um. The, so the main objectives for firefight. It's pretty straightforward. One, to kill more specialist troops than your adversary, one objective point. To kill more lieutenants than your adversary, two objective points. To kill more army points than your adversary, three objective points. A big three. What's that? A big three. That's right. Acquire more weapons or items from the, is it panoplies or panoplies? (laughs) I like the way panoplies rolls off my tongue, but I want to call it. Panoplies. Pan- panoplies. Yeah. Then the adversary at the end of the game. One objective point. Panoplies? Pa- panoplies? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to kill the enemy data tracker yeah. is uh, one objective one point. point. And each player has two classified objectives worth one objective point each. Yeah. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. A huge spread, first thing I want to say is huge spread of objective points up for grabs. There's nothing really, yeah, okay, you get three points for killing more army points, but everything else is one point except for killing more lieutenants, which is two. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of different ways to win this mission. I think well, I'll- no, I think there's one way to win this mission, which is kill your opponent's army. Yes, okay, yeah, that that, that would be the, the, main, the main way to, to do it. Because if you kill everything, then... Yeah, if you cable your opponent, good game. (laughs) Good game. Yeah. But I really like this mission because, 
Yeah, sure. It's, it's like like decapitation. You could sort of run this mission alongside decapitation and think that they're very similar. And then you look at the way it's broken down and you realize kind of quickly it's not as similar as you think. It's Obviously, you don't have the HVT. You don't have the designated target. Um, and it's only three, it's, it is only three points to kill more army points. Like, 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 like and let's just remove the idea that you're just going to table your opponent because. I mean, if you do. Well, if you, good, if you do, it's, then. It's, if, if you've got the ability to. Well, uh, actually, if you table your opponent, right? So yep. if you table me, that's three. And you kill more. No, if tenants. I tabled you, I've got six. How? Because I've killed more specialists, I've killed. Oh wait, ah, well, no. You, you may if not I tabled have. you, I may not have you may killed not more have. specialists. Yeah, you may have more. only okay. killed one lieutenant. You may all. You may. So if you kill, if you kill, I might not right, have killed any got, specialists. You've got potentially. three points. Yeah. If I if if I'm playing the list that you're taking for supplies, I haven't killed any specialists. You've got, apparently killed, killed no. Yeah, because yeah, because I get excited. You know, no specialists. <laughs> so you've not you've got not got that one. You might kill one lieutenant, but I might kill your lieutenant. So you're not getting that. So you've got three points for that, which then puts the pressure on you to. I mean, okay. I'm assuming you've killed the enemy data tracker because you've tabled me. Yep. So let's do, let's let's say you've got a solid four, maybe five points out of that. But it's very easy. Well, not very easy, but the opponent. That's, still, yeah, five five points is not ten points. No, and five points, your opponent can still get those by getting more weapons from the panoplies. Yep. By getting his classifieds, and one, two, three, and let's just say they also kill more specialists because I don't have any and you've got one, so that's four points, one yep. more point, four. Uh, he also kills your data tracker. There's five. There's five points apiece. You've tabled me, but we're still a draw. Yeah, so it yeah. is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's very probable that that's mm, the way no, it would turn I out. No, I guess not. Um, but, but no, you're right. You're right that um, the fact that it's not just all in killing your killing army points it is spread out to you want to kill lieutenants and specialists as well yeah and having the so the the data tracker is a bit of a curveball in this one because a lot of the time the data tracker is going to be your hit piece oh, yeah. in this one the data tracker is something that you want to keep very well protected to deny those points from mm-hmm. your opponent and that's a, and that's a good point i want to talk about is with the data tracker is how what are okay what would you? What date tracker would you take? In Before your list? we get into that, I just wanted to cover off on the last bits oh, of the sorry. special yeah, yeah, yeah. rules okay, of the mission because the there is a few um, interesting uh, components to 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 firefight. So your deployment zone yep. is sixteen inches instead of twelve. Um, similar to the, the table setup for supplies is the same. You've got those three uh, supply boxes that you can get that are the panoplies that you can get weapons and stuff out of. Now. A real, real interesting one, I think, especially with the uh, the the current season rules regarding drop troops, mm-hmm. is the designated landing area special rule, which says that the whole game table is considered a designated landing area, which means that any trooper with airborne deployment special skill can apply a plus three mod to his deployment fizz roll. That plus three does stack with the plus three that you get from the hacker program, which means that you can be, depending on your fizz, you can be, is it fizz that you roll? It is yep, fizz. fizz. Yeah, you could be landing on 18s. Mm-hmm. 19s in some cases. Yeah, 18s, 19s, uh, which is absolutely crazy. Moreover, it continues, <laughs> troopers with any level of this special skill ignore the prohibit the prohibition 
of the deployment and dispersion rules against deploying inside the enemy deployment zone. Oh yeah. Which means that if you want to walk on, you can walk on from the from your opponent's deployment backline mm-hmm. straight up. Yeah. Which I think is huge. It's chaos. Chaos shall ensue in this game. That's six right. The six inch deployment zone plus the the rules for this year's season ten, meaning you could be. So you're you're rolling you're rolling your eighteens or nineteens to to land literally wherever the model can fit. Yeah. Or you just walk on from the back. It's insane. Yeah. It's like where do you deploy? It's like okay, I'm I'm already closer to the enemy facing in front of me. Yep. So I well I'll just deploy. But oh wait, no, I can't deploy further back because then this guy with a boarding shotgun is going to come on, walk on the table, and just go for it. Yeah, it's it definitely yeah, it encourages um, aggressive alpha strike pieces, um, drop troopers, obviously. Um, and I really like, and I know a lot of people go, oh, everyone's Van Zant, you just walk on. But with the new rules, if you're you dropping in drop an eighteen in- or a nineteen, okay, yeah, sure, you can be you can be hacked. I think it's still very worth it to go in on a on a solid roll. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or you could go the other way. Like if you're if you're got the first turn and your opponent is concerned about like like you said in the way you're going to deploy, it's a complete uh, a complete oh, yeah. squirrely because you you don't know do I need to worry about attack vectors coming from the back, from the sides, from the rear, from any direction like, because because yeah. you've got so much to worry about. Just like turtle up. Like, what do you do? Like, you know, and then the thing is, you might turtle up and the guy be like, huh, I've got no AD troops. Exactly. And you're just like, well, thanks. Thanks for just, you know, you know, making my life easy. I'm just going to go up and grab all the weapons from the panel, please do my classifies. And now I have like five points. You know, now I have like. Yeah. Now you points. can, now you can come, now you can yeah. come at me sort of thing. Yeah. So it's, um. I really, I really like, like, uh, Firefight. Played it a few times. It's always been a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of, a lot, of, yeah, a lot, uh, chaotic mess. Um, generally people will take at least one or two AD. I mean, uh, preventing those people who read the rules, uh, I guess why we're going over these missions exactly. now, so that people go, oh, wait, I didn't realize everyone was Van Zandt. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. Everyone, everyone's taking AD. Who who can? Who can take AD? Yeah. And, and who like AD? Some people don't like the ADs. Some people can't take it. I guess ISS. Oh, no, ISS got Garuda. They got one. They got a Garuda attack bot. Is it, is it, there's no one that's got none at all. GSA don't have JSA any. JSA don't have any. Yeah, they got none. Wow. They have none. Yeah, I, I actually I felt that acutely. Again, I've been playing G, against GSA a lot. And I, I it's funny how they don't have any of that. They've got they've got Ninja and they've got like very little smoke. So I feel like in Firefight, they, they, they really have to just push forward, kill stuff, because they can't really... You know, well, I guess with the exception of Shinobu, but um, well, I mean, JSA does also have the ability to have a huge amount of troops in hidden deployment. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could potentially deploy everything hidden and just let your opponent go first. Yeah, I feel like in this game, in this mission, and I think I, just, I had this idea a little while ago, where it's an aggressive mission, but I'm not a terribly aggressive player, or and also the army I'm playing isn't me. I don't play it that aggressively. Okay. The idea for me would be to turtle up real hard and yeah, make use of perimeter weapons and mines. So sure. lunacods with crazy koalas, for instance, and uh, essentially be like, come at me. And then when it gets to my turn, I've got Hellcats and Raul yeah. that can disrupt their, their, their play. And I've also got some great midfield specialists that can 
pull. Uh, I've got uh, bandits that can kill. That can have scavenger, which is another rule in there. If they they can pull weapons from the panoplies without rolling without rule for it. Without, oh right. Without without whip checks, they just spend a short skill. They can pull whatever they well they can pull from the panoplies, and because they're specialists, or if you, if you take a specialist profile, they get to roll twice on the booty chart. It's the booty chart, is it? That's it's what I was just chart. checking. Yeah, level one or level two. Oh, so you get to pick if you want you level get to one pick, or level yeah. two. Okay. So, so just having a look at the booty, is there? There's the level one and level two. They've got completely different things in them. Oh yeah. Do you, is you think? Are you of the opinion that one is a superior? I chart? think booty level two is probably it's whatever one I can get the HMG. Yeah, that's booty level two. Yeah. I like the idea of a bandit killer hacker who's BS12 getting HMG in the midfield. Mm. I mean, it's, it's may, not, it may not be something I do, but the fact that I don't have to roll whip check for it. Yeah, that's just, fair enough. You know, walk up, pull out a weapon, pick whichever one's better. Just think, I mean, you're just thinking about this as well with that, um, with these AD troops that could potentially all be walking on from your baseline. Mm-hmm. I think you want might even want to have a TR bot just sitting oh, at yeah. the back sitting not even facing forwards face everything else forwards and have the tr bot covering off on everybody else because it's got that 360 visor it doesn't care what yeah that's facing. right i think uh yeah so for for me it's a uh, um, template direct, direct template weapons so uh lunacods with heavy flamethrowers jaguars with chain rifles tr bot with mines as well uh, and tr bot uh, yeah, mines if you've got them and then a solid and then and then to me it would be some kind of core link team that's isn't you're not going to be necessarily you're not going to be aggressive with them necessarily you're going to have them up somewhere where they're safe where they can make use of the six and level two so if someone does come up in the back 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 line and tries it's to not, come yeah, in it's and, not and the snipe, end of the world snipe you you've got six and level two so you're able to react at, you know at, at full full strength from you know from those kind of attack vectors you know what you want to be able to just not get caught out i know i've been caught out by ad troopers coming in before and just not having my angles right so yeah no, yeah that's a good point Putting things right. down, yeah. Your, uh, you've you've drawn your classified deck. You're uh, rolling for your uh, initiative roll, and you've won the roll. Mm-hmm. Kev, are you taking first turn or are you taking deployment? At, but I mean, obviously, you'd want to look at the tables first. But as your gut feel, what do you what do you think you want to go with on this one? Um, it's a good question. I think the li- the list I'm currently running, I would go. I'd be quite happy to go second. Um, and let them come to me uh, just because I'm running a defensive, a uh, very defensive list. And I do, I, although I'll have drop troopers, I'll know that my opponent's probably preparing for that. And their first turn, they will, they will also, they will be positioned covering as many of the angles as possible. Um, let them have first turn, let them see if they pull themselves out of position from, you know, from whatever reason they're, they're, just, they're, they're trying to get to the panoplies, they're trying to get an angle on me. And then see if that gives me an opening. Um, like I say, I'm not I'm not aggressive. Um, I mean, I have dropped Raul in turn one before, and he's done pretty well. And especially with the new ITS rules, he's been able to drop himself on a building um, out of line of sight of everything except his target. You know, go to no and in cap if need if needs to, and then be able to you know kill kill that lieutenant or or kill that you know enemy sniper. Uh, pretty handedly, but I think in this in this in this mission, I would be keen to take the side that gives me the best defensive position for my link team. Sure. So I mean, like, and in terms of what a de- defensive deployment zone looks like, it's not necessarily going to be the one with the most cover because you want to be able to 
cover your own angles mm-hmm. from the opponent's drop troops. Yeah. So it might be the more sparse, uh, the more sparse deployment zone that's still got some places to hide behind. But that's if if it is fairly open, that means that even though they can drop in wherever they want, there's still going to be could be places where they're going to get angles that drop troops coming yeah, in, or no. especially walking on. That's a good point. Yeah, and I, I and I think a lot of pe- I think e- even though you do get the plus three to the roll to drop, I think we will see a lot of people still just walking in oh, because yeah. it is it is so strong. Especially if you're if you're giving if you do uh, win the roll and you choose the the side, you're also looking at your opponent's side, and you're like maybe going you're analyzing. Okay, there's a shipping container here. I can walk on from the back, and you know not cop any or cop as few arrows as possible. Um, you know, the, you're looking at the back line of your deployment zone is completely open. There's nothing there. It's nothing at the back line at all. Um, you're going, okay, that's that's good for me because um, I'm going to have as much, like you say, um, angles to, to to spot that guy walking yeah. on or to, 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 to deter your opponent from walking on. All right. Well, in, when I'm facing you on the top table in the final round mm. uh, and you've castled up, I'll just drop all my uh, drop my four losing yeah. uh, with explosive explosive level X uh, that, that, hitting that your, does, uh, your castled link team that with does damage change. 12 everywhere. So, um, <laughs> no, honestly, that I already, does. We don't even have to play KenCon anymore because we already know how it's going to turn out. So. <laughs> loss of Lieutenant versus Loss of Lieutenant on the top table. <laughs> I can smell it. But you know you're right though that that the explode level X is gonna is gonna is gonna throw a spanner in the works for my uh, my plans. I I I know that I would I, I am vulnerable to if I get the deployment zone I want. I, I my link team with Emily is vulnerable to spec firing grenades. Sure. So something like explode level X coming down from the sky is gonna be although it's only damage twelve. And if I'm in a link team, sure I get six cents, so I can dodge for free. But it could still kill me very, mm. very easily if um, if I don't roll well because it's a d20 and I might be rolling on tens. That's still fifty fifty chance. Exactly. Wrong. So uh, that, that's a good point. I don't. I wonder how many people will actually be playing that. I, mean, I hope lots because I would love to see inv- at least one <laughs> invincible army at <laughs> the table. What else do we think about? Just Firefly? having a look. Oh yeah. Now you mentioned before about the data tracker. Because yeah, the yeah, data yeah. tracker in this mission, your data tracker is not a kill piece. It is a uh, something that your opponent gets points for killing it. Yes, he gets one point. Yes. So, which wh- is a decent point? Who would you? Who would your data tra- data data tracker be? Maybe my lieutenant. Put the put all. Uh, not in the lists. In the lists I'm looking at at the moment, I'm potentially using camo. Mm-hmm. Lieutenants, so that couldn't be the data tracker. No, well, he could. But, he just wouldn't be deployed but, in the camel state. Exactly. So it's, but that wastes. That's a waste of time, in my opinion. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Because it camo is so good to be able to deploy in that camo state. Yeah. Um. Um. You've got. It's a tough one because, like, you've built you build your army list because you want to get utility out of everything that you've got. Um. To have a, a trooper in there that you want to make your data tracker, who you want to not get, not risk putting in harm's way, is is real difficult. Unless you do just make it your um, your tag or whatever that's real, that's super tough or or, or something like that, so that um, 
if he dies, the the game's gone to shit anyway. <laughs> I don't know, that's, that's a bad way to look at it. You're but just giving your opponent an extra point. Yeah. Here you go, mate. You yeah, beat me now. Exactly. But um, it's, it is it is a tough one. Um, obviously, the restrictions around data trackers say that it can't be in a marker state at all. Mm-hmm. Um, means that uh, that's ruling out camo things and, and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, to be honest, I, I really don't know. No, no, I was thinking about it today. It's like... Do you, like, you could say, oh, well, I'll make it this really tanky thing that is hard to kill. Oh, well, then you've got, like, a 40, 50-point model that's doing nothing. Yeah. Unless you want to risk it, in which case, not only is that person getting 50 points for towards the army points thing, it's also getting a point for killing the data track. Exactly. But, or do you make it a 10-point line trooper? Who then someone drops right next to and blows away mm-hmm. for... So then point. maybe you just put it in a link. So then, therefore, it's harder to yeah. It's harder to um, you know get you know get rid of that that guy. I mean, still not mm, impossible, but it, it, it makes it harder to to. Um, so I mean, that's kind of where I'm thinking is like I'll have like a ten point Argo seal. Uh, I don't know if I want it to be my lieutenant because that means that person then can go well, sweet. I'm just going to shoot your lieutenant. I'm mm-hmm. going to get two points for that plus one point for the data tracker. Yeah. Um, but then like, oh well, do I want to maybe have one model? all on its own, on one flank, and be like, that's my data tracker, come get it. But all the juicy stuff's on the other side of the table. Okay, sure, you'll get a point for killing this one guy, but you're going to spend X amount of orders to do it, and then you're going to be in a bad position to, yeah. you know, to then go for the rest of it. Last time that I played Supplies? Supplies? No. What are we talking about? Firefight. Firefight. Last time I played Firefight, um, my, I made my data tracker. I was playing Imperial Service, and I made the data tracker the Sofatech. Because mm. she had some uh, pal bots, yep, and which meant that she could still act and v- uh, pro- via the the pal bots in in doing what she needed to do, but could remain in a safe place. So maybe it's not idea, not a bad idea to make it your da- your doctor or your engineer, or if you're lucky enough to have that's someone good, that yeah, because you're going to be spending orders on them. They're going to be doing something they exactly, take, especially as they've got no winning caps, so it's quite survivable. That's it's right. Not, it's not breaking the bank. It's like twenty something points. Uh, it's about forty, I think. Zenotech for, for a Sofatech. Yeah, for a Sofatech. Sorry, yeah, forty points for yeah. a Sofatech. Yeah, let me double check. That uh, sounds like a lot of points no, for no, a doctor pr- engineer for a poor man's doctor worm. Pretty sure it's forty-one off the top of my head. Let me just uh, confirm this with engineer army doctor I've ever heard of in front of me. You better be proven wrong, aren't you? In your own army. Oh no, I was wrong. It's thirty-one. Okay, thirty-one. You're I said not, forty-one. I was close. You're ten points. Off, but then you add right. an extra six for the other power bots. You know, mm, true. Thirty-seven. Yeah, actually, thirty-one points is more expensive than I thought. Okay, but still, it's that's not a bad option. You can keep it safe. You can do stuff. Yeah. So, for armies lucky enough to be able to take a cyber tech, mm-hmm. that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, for the rest of us, then we've got to figure something out. Um, yeah. But, yeah, if you're if, if the way you play your doctor or your engineer or your doctor plus engineer uh, is that they'll hide at the back and do everything through PAL bots, then, then it's a great thing. It's a great idea to have that as your data tracker. Yeah, until you because have it, a- Because you can still be operational and have an impact on the game. Yep. But he does it. He stays out of harm's way mostly. What would you? What would you be uh, if you're building a firefight list? Okay, we're always talking in, in, in invincible army. Um, you, you could also say ISS if you seems you've got a lot of experience with them. What would be your sort of your key piece? Your key pieces. Well, for, for a firefight. 
really, while 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 we did sort of mention at the start there that um, there is a widespread in where the points are, mm-hmm. still you want stuff that can kill stuff. Yep. If you can't don't have stuff that can kill stuff, you plan this mission wrong. So you, you just the, the the regular spread for what you would what you would want of your your, your big hitters. I think we're going to see a lot of tags. Um, I think we're going to see loads of drop troops. Yeah, just anything that's uh, that's powerful and can um, can really survivable as well. Because mm-hmm. sure, you you want you want stuff that's uh, that's going to do the job, but also because army points is is a big part of it as well. You don't want to um, give yeah. stuff away. Well, that's it. Yeah, because I, I come from the idea of, of not giving too many points away. Because you can win this game by having nothing of your own killed and only killing 10 points of your opponent. You've, you've killed more, right? Again, I mean, like, like our earlier hypothetical, I can't see that happening. It, but it, it, but it could. Happen. Yes, it, you know, it can. It definitely can happen. If you play two, you know, two defensive players, or it's, it, I guess what I'm getting at is, is just that mindset, like what you said, have things that can kill things, but also know when to pull back. Go, yep. hey, I've killed mm, this much points. I don't want to leave my avatar with his dick and hanging in the wind because yeah. if they kill that now, then they've just got 137 points, and you know I'm I'm in I'm in I'm in trouble. Yeah, um, I mean the the big trouble with this mission is that you don't necessarily have that safe area to fall back to no. because there's that risk of drop troops coming stuff in behind you. Yeah, you're right. And um, although retreat is not an option in this in this mm-hmm. game. Lost Lieutenant is active. In- Lost Lieutenant is a thing, is, a, is active in Firefight. Why that's important is obviously because you don't want to be in Lost Lieutenant and one of the objectives is to kill more lieutenants than your opponent, which then brings on to, unless of course you've got Chena Commander and Mnemonic or, or something else that, that allows you to keep that, um, to avoid Lost Lieutenant, what... Um, but of course, it's it's kind of a double edged sword because yeah, okay, sure, you can say right, well, I'll have a I'll have a chain of command guy in here, uh, who is a specialist, and if I lose my lieutenant, then I have to then say chain of command is taking over. And if it's your opponent's active turn, they can go, what that guy? Oh, Sweet. I see what you mean. He's your lieutenant now. I'm going to go pop him. Yeah. And now I've now I've got two lieutenants to your none. Yeah. The alternative is that. You go into loss of lieutenant. Yeah, or you which, can say I'm not going to activate chain of command, but then your next turn you're going to be in, yeah. yeah, like you say loss of lieutenant. Unless unless you're playing an army like that's got loads of veterans in it, mm-hmm. um, I think risking the potential of them getting two lieutenants up on you instead of one by activating chain of command, yeah, instead of going into loss of lieutenant yeah, is yeah. going to be because loss of lieutenant can be devastating if you don't have veterans. Definitely. Then. You're, you can be screwed yeah, no, for that no, whole yeah. next turn. Definitely. Um, so to to not to choose not to activate your chain of command because you're afraid that your um, enemy's going to get them as well, they don't know that you've activated chain of command. They don't know that you've got chain of command in the list because it's not it's, it's hidden information that there's that someone's got chain of command. Yeah. So is it though? It is. It's not. Um, it doesn't show up on the courtesy list. It, but you have to say that no, you don't activate. You have to say, oh, you just have to say that I'm not in, I'm not yeah, on the loss of lieutenant. Exactly, because they don't know who your lieutenant is. They don't know that they've killed your lieutenant That's until true, the start yes. of your turn when you tell them I am now in loss of lieutenant. So, mm-hmm. so they've just killed a model. 
I was thinking about decapitation, which is open information. Exactly, where it's open information. is not open information. That's right. Uh, yeah. But in, again, in decapitation, you don't have to worry about lost lieutenant at all because it's not in play. It's not in play, no. That's right. Yeah, no, because I, I guess where I'm coming from, my list, excuse me, is uh, if I'm running if I'm running Emily in a link team, Emily has chain of command. And she's generally in the same link team as my lieutenant. Mm. So someone who's going on a rampage would just be like, bang, oh, I'm lost lieutenant now. I, I'm not, I'm going to go chain of command. Bang. Oh, now you've got two lieutenants. Okay, that's a, that's a case where it's a rare case. It's just, you know, there's not many link teams in the game where you have the lieutenant and the chain of command in the same link team. Yeah, it's and probably that's, not a smart move. That's, but, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's probably not the smartest move <laughs> no. to run your train of command right next to the lieutenant yeah. in case in case of that, in case that, that happens, situation. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at ways in which I could maybe have a, a, have a, have another aggro seal that's just kind of not in the link and then mm-hmm. try and be like, oh, which one is it? And they'll be like, obviously it's the one, one, that one over there, mate. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, so you, you hide one. So you try you play you try and play a bit of uh, sneaky. Yeah, I'll put one in the link or one angle steel might be lieutenant in the link and one that's not on the link that's just on a building somewhere by himself. And then that opponent has to go, well, is it in the link team or is it the guy by himself? Yeah. And so then they, they might expend drop troops mm-hmm. trying to take that guy out. Yeah. And it doesn't do anything at It all. might be. Or it might be my lieutenant, in which it, case. It I, might be. Yeah. But then I've got chain of command and go, ha ha, I'm all the way over here now. True. So that's kind of where I'm playing with at the moment. It doesn't matter for decapitation. It's probably a detriment in decapitation. But, mm. but in um, firefight. firefight, it's yeah. definitely going to come into play. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anything else we want to cover off on firefight? That I think we that's. I think that covers off on all the on all the rules. Um, and and anything funny. Uh, yeah, we've talked about the we talked about booty. Talked about uh, classifieds. We talked about data tracker. Yeah, I think we've done all right. of it. Well, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll finish it up there. Mm-hmm. Thanks again, everyone, for uh, for listening. Thank if you've you. got any questions or comments, pop them on the uh, on the Facebook group. We can be found at Loss of Lieutenant on. Uh, Facebook, Facebook, yeah. And we have uh, a, we have an email. I have yet to receive any emails. That's from fine. We don't we don't need to announce our email address. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, if there's anything you want to start a conversation about, jump on there. I mean, we got like like I said earlier, we got loads of content on the way with all this third offensive stuff dropping. So um, expect inf- episodes about uh, Invincible Army, about uh, Varuna, about Invincible Army, about about Morats, <laughs> about Invincible Army. I am about, most about, excited about uh, Invincible Army. Yeah. Everything else is sort of meh. Yeah, yeah so. I was momentarily excited about Varuna, but that's that's faded, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I haven't actually looked at any of the other no. armies. <laughs> um, uh, I will. I will. I will. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for listening. We, we've been... I've been Kevin. And I've been Nick. Cheerio. Cheerio.